0: It's recording. Okay. Hi, my name is Kate. And I'm Emma. And we will be discussing the novel Soul Surfer by Bethany Hamilton and how occupational therapy and theories can impact Bethany's recovery. Bethany was attacked by a shark while she was surfing when she was only 13 years old. Her life changed in a matter of seconds, and she said that it literally came out of the blue. Both of her parents love surfing, but she has her brothers to thank for her becoming a serious surfer. She is very family-oriented, has amazing amazing friends, and she is very involved in her community. Another important aspect of Bethany's life is her faith. She prays before each competition and is an active participant in her Bible studies, group meetings, and church attendances.
1: All right, so I'm going to go
0: first, and I'm choosing to step into her life
1: after she's discharged. So for my OBM, it is ecology of human performance. So the focus is considering the role of various practice settings for performance, including community and wellness services. This model is aimed at a person of various ages and needs across the lifespan. A little bit of a history about EHP, several occupational therapists influenced the theoretical foundation of this model, such as Barris 1982, Who studied the environment's role in stimulating a client's level? Howie and Briggs, 1982, proposed an ecology system model that studied the relationship between organisms and their environment applied to the occupational therapy practice. And then those emerged and became the Americans with Disabilities Act and Individuals with Disability Education Act, had significant impact on inclusions for persons all of the abilities. The EHP continues to represent a mind's eye for occupational therapy practice, and that is socially relevant for current and futuristic practice. In my opinion, the importance of this model is emphasizing the health promotional and rehabilitative intervention approach that is inclusionary. I messed up that word, but we'll go on. The rationale and needs is based on the theoretical approach. I would focus on Bethany's love for searching, which is at her age, her occupation, adapting to her environment, and the intervention interventions dealing with her accidents. So her am, amputated arm, dealing with surfing, and her approach in dealing with daily life skills with one arm, and her Bible study stuff so I think this is the best model for Bethany because this will put a focus on her environment and adapting her new lifestyle this model focuses on the performance of the person and Bethany would like to perform surfing again having her motivated having her being motivated and focused on her goals will help her this model also focuses on her needs across her lifespan not just during her surfing career which will also help adapting with her ADLs and IADLs so analyzing the model ecology is the transaction that occurs among person and their context ecology is significantly affects human behavior and task performances performance is conducted through practitioners of various disciplines ecology is the interaction between person and their environment this relationship significantly impacts human behavior and performances so with that all being said this would have bethany um and her as the person interacting with her environment as her new amputated arm, so we would take her tasks and evolve them for her lifestyle and evolve her human behavior to continue her life as the way she wants. So to apply all of these key terms that I've said, To improve and affect human behavior and the task performance for this client is the key. This allows the client to have goals that are meaningful to them and create a better lifestyle, creating better perspective on the person and their environment and their relationship. So just mending what has happened to her and her environment. This model helps the client adapt to the environment with their perspective, impacting the client's behavior, performance, and with the environment. This model will help create interventions that will keep centered around Bethany's needs across her lifespan. So my plan is to guide and inform the client by gathering information from her life and the way she interacts within her life. Having this information can ensure that decisions will be made to support her occupation, which is surfing, which is Bible study and her family and friends Information will help with this plan as the OT gets to know Bethany more and her goals across her lifespan, not just as a 13-year-old. Evidence, my evidence through research has I have found a s- article that talks about um, a disability kid who wanted to ski again, but could not interact with the environment that skiing has put him through. So this article talks about how they use the EHP model to help progress the goals and become more successful. One assessment I have used is the, it's the OS, how do you pronounce that? The OS.
0: No cares.
1: Yes. For Bethany. Um, understand the relationship between the person. This model would help focus on the relationship between the person, environment, occupation by focusing the needs of Bethany to help her adapt and be successful on the environment, occupation, which is surfing. So just taking all these um, relationships and combining her into one lifestyle. One intervention I would use for Bethany, I would start by discussing her self goals because she is 13 and she does have separate goals that she would like to achieve comparing to what I might think that someone would want. I want to know what her top priority is and what is the most meaningful in her life. By figuring out the client's needs, I will then create interventions surrounding her goals, which is pretty much what EHP is, is client-centered, getting their goals for the person involving the environment, and their needs. This model help guides and inform the needs of the client to react to their personal goals to be more successful in the lifespan, as I mentioned before. Applying the key terms of EHP to Bethany will help understand the needs for her environment. This allows the focus to be her occupation, passion, and self be able to reach all the set goals. So this will get a better understanding of Bethany. I think the EHP is a great guide for this assessment intervention because it's a focus on the client's needs in their environment. So Bethany has changed as a person and her environment will need to adapt as well as her to get her needs and her goals met. The gaps when using the model for Bethany would be more about the environment and less about the person affected. I know this model focuses on the needs of the client, but does not express the emotions coming from the client and to motivate them to try each day. So this, the gaps I think through this um, model is we're just more focusing on getting the client and getting them adapted to the environment, but we're not necessarily talking about how she's feeling or how each day is going to be a struggle or set more of a right now goal, because I was talking more about a lifespan goal, but Bethany as a 13-year-old is probably thinking of what can I do tomorrow, what can I do right now, so I thought it could be more focused on the present day than the lifespan needs.
0: You make a lot of great points, and I kind of realized that we have a lot of similarities. Um, The chosen OBM model, or the chosen model that I picked, was the Canadian model of occupational performance, or CMOP, And the CMOP guides occupation-centered practice and suggests that occupational therapy should focus on enabling occupational performance, engagement, the performance of self, productivity, and or leisure. The person interacts with both the environment and the occupation, and all three of those elements constitutes occupational performance. CMOP is made up by the Canadian government, and it was designed to effectively engage occupational engagement between the person, occupation, and the environment and it has the concepts of person, cognitive, affective, physical, and spirituality. CMOP is client-centered, so it's based on what the client's goals are and what they would like to accomplish regardless of their capacity to do an occupation. This OBM also implements occupational engagement, so it broadens the scope of occupational therapy practice to help characterize people's social participation in occupations. Immediately after her accident, at first, Bethany's goal was to become the best surf photographer in the world because she realized she might not be able to surf again, but she, as she, at first she also struggled and wondered why God did this such bad thing to her. As the book goes on, it becomes very evident that surfing is very important to her and her faith in God goes hand in hand. I chose CMOP because the motivation for this OBM is intrinsic and is created by the client's participation in identifying meaningful goals and occupation priorities. Bethany has a very strong faith in God and when got attacked by the shark, her first reaction was to pray and she pushed away all negative thoughts and focused on how she is in God's hands. The CMOP identifies the key elements that interact to affect occupational performance and occupation engagement. CMOP has two approaches when it comes to establishing goals, and they are direct and indirect. Direct is the client-centered, while indirect is the analysis-centered approach. And with Bethany, I would probably focus on the direct approach and keep it client-centered. This was developed so that the client is able to interact with their environment and to be the sole purpose and focus. Um, In researching for evidence using the CMOP, I found a study called An Evaluation of the Canadian Model of Occupational Performance and the Canadian Occupational Performance Measure and Mental Health Practice. And this particular study looked at how to formulate an occupational therapy assessment from based on CMOP and it incorporated the model to evaluate its effectiveness in mental health practice. This study demonstrated that combining the CMOP with other performance components and environmental categories, it is seen to be successful by occupational therapists and mental health. Also, the same as Emma, one assessment tool that I might try with Bethany is Ocares, because it provides a structure to gather, analyze, and report data on the client's individual participation in occupations. This would help me as an occupational therapist with treatment goals and would also monitor the client's progress over time. And doing this assessment tool, it helps tie in with the research article that I have found in regarding with using CMOP and mental health. This model helps support the client's main occupation and supports the occupation-centered interventions that will be created for Bethany. And um, for an an example of an intervention that I would do, is the first thing I would do with Bethany is try to figure out exactly what her goals are, what she would like to accomplish, and what is meaningful to her. And in reading the book, it's very evident that Bethany is in love with surfing, and she has, she dedicates all of her time and love and passion for, for God and her faith. So I would put all of those into consideration in creating that perfect intervention approach. So in the book, it talks about how her accident occurred on Halloween, and then the day before Thanksgiving, she was already back on the water attempting to surf. So I would make an intervention that has to deal with her getting back on the water, because if she can surf, then she can most likely do all the other ADLs and um, IADLs, like standing, walking, standing at the sink to brush her teeth, etc., Applying these key terms and elements of CMOP to Bethany helps me understand the client because it is strictly focused on her and what she would like to get out of therapy. CMOP is extremely client-centered and looks at the meaning and goals that are important to her. I think the CMOP is a great guide for assessments and interventions since it is client-centered. And this model helps me understand Bethany at a very deep level since it is what she wants to focus on and what she wants to get from therapy. Um, One gap that could be found with using the CMOP is if the client doesn't have a mo- high motivation to get back to what is meaningful for them, then it can be difficult to create a plan and goals for the client. So at first, Bethany didn't really want, didn't know if she could surf again. That's why she made a comment that she would just be the world's best surfer photographer or photographer surfing. And so that kind of changed her goals. But after she realized that she could get back in it, um, it was easier to create more client-centered goals for her.
1: Yours yeah, is very similar, very client-centered. Um, so I guess we'll move on for frame of reference. So my frame of reference was cognitive behavior. So let me move down here. Okay. So behavior and the process of adapt Adaptation involves not only the stimulus and the response that is reinforced, but human behavior is also shaped by the internal thought process that involves beliefs, interventions, emotions, attitude, cultural expectations, and perceptions based on experience. The cognitive behavior frame of reference includes teaching, learning, and self-management by combining cognitive and behavioral strategies. Occupational therapists should consider this frame of reference when The psychological behaviors to activity engagements are encountered. This frame of reference has been identified as one of the most useful in behavioral health settings because it's especially effective in dealing issues of motivation and emotion. The cognitive behavioral frame of reference offers usable techniques and self-management that occupational therapists can use in addressing thoughts, emotions, and behaviors that create barriers in occupational performance. The frame of reference meets the client's needs by motivating Bethany by adapting her to new behaviors to her new lifestyle and have the emotions be able to flow out the way she's feeling and be more of a positive than negative. Focusing on her emotions, expectations, and perceptions in a positive way is what would happen, what will has to happen that will help her be successful. The keys for this frame of reference, emotions interfere with participation and occupations across the lifespan. A child's feelings of peer rejection or brain injury, or in this case, an amputee of Bethany's arm, limits her to imposed isolation due to fear of failing. So, she's having this fear of failing in her hopes and dreams of surfing, So she is having more of the emotions of the negative side. So this framework discusses habits of useful, dominating, and can either support or interfere with her performance, very occupation. So obviously in the beginning, it is interfering with her performance in her daily life, such as surfing. And as Kate mentioned before, she was just going to be a photographer for surfing. So that was more on the positive side, but she knew that she still wanted to surf. So there were still negative thoughts and everyday IADLs and ADLs like eating or bathing or brushing her teeth were more of a negative thought. So her emotions were all over the place. So person, function, involvement, and the ability to use cognitive process to reach and test hyperbolems. Test, hypothesis, and develop accurate self awareness and realistic perceptions of others in the environment. Functional individuals can control and manage their own thoughts, feelings, and behavior to cope with stress, manage time, and balance their life and roles in occupation. In occupational therapy, we look how cognitive limitations affect one's occupations and identify the specific problems that cause occupational disruption. So, obviously, as I mentioned before, her um, situation and arm has caused disruption in her daily life but dysfunction is not defined by diagnosis or symptom or illness by the presence of behaviors which have been caused by learning in different ways so this frame of reference design defines both function and dysfunction as terms of characters characteristics of person task and environment that can be observed and measured so in other words we measure how she's involved feeling thought and behavior of coping with her new lifestyle clients are motivated by both internal and external reinforcements in the cognitive cognitive behavioral frame of reference in addition to money and earning privileges persons are motiva- motivated by their wishful to fulfill their obligations or meet expectations so there are expectations with Bethany in being the best surfer in her town and her own expectations of fulfilling those surfing goals of her own plus she's also going to school so there are expectations in there and she will have problems with her arm and mentally and emotionally have problems with her everyday life so Clients will carry them irrational lessons learned from negative experience in the past and will have an impact on their self-image and they will continue to reinforce behaviors that otherwise do not make sense. I will try and motivate Bethany into more of a positive emotional thinking to be successful and adapt her life to make sure that she has those positives and those little wins every day to make her life a little more better. The study I found was implicit play or explicit cognitive behavior therapy, the impact of interventions approach to facilitate social skills and develop an adolescence. So we looked at cognitive, well, we, I looked into the research and they looked at um, cognitive behaviors involving occupational therapists with adolescents. So it was more of a high school age with disabilities showing interventions, methods and research and result for this case study using the, this frame of reference, cognitive behavior, when I was looking for my research. So they saw how they interacted with other students. They saw how they um, interacted with teacher, teachers. And this showed me evidence on cognitive behavior and which will help me direct using this for Bethany. So they were able to adapt their emotions and um, in a way to be more positive and show their little wins to move on for their daily life to show that they can improve and they can be more in their skills that they want to be in a positive way. So interventions for this. So cognitive behavior is looking more towards the emotional side. So for Bethany, I would think more of talking to someone would be great. Start to actually open up and tell her what she's, how she's feeling and talking about how she uses her arms and maybe go to a group setting and talk about, um, with other people who were in a bad accident and who have amputee amputated limbs and she can you know, express what she's feeling with them. Another thing which I thought was unique with cognitive behavior is role-playing. So we can do a lot of role-playing with her and practice her everyday life and the way she's going to react and the way she should react. And then another one would be, I would say she necessarily can't write. So I would say record herself talking So then she's able to just let it out in front of no one and it is only in front of herself. So I would say virtually journaling along with that would be more of like with the journaling, virtually journaling, she can do some like meditating and relaxation things to just calm her nerves and truly think about what she wants. So for this client, I think cognitive behavior is a great way to connect with Bethany's way of thinking what motivates her, and what are her certain behaviors during certain activities around a certain environment. This would help her continue to be successful and and understanding the way she feels when she's in a certain situation so we can adapt them and change as much as we can. I do think that cognitive behavior would be a great fit for new amputees like Bethany simply because she will be going through a lot of emotions we could only imagine her life completely changing or she has to go through a huge obstacle to get her life to back to where she is. Um, spoiler alert, she does. So that was a lot of emotions and I think cognitive behavior is a great way to help her get through that.
0: That's a great way to go about it. You kind of went on a mental aspect of it and I kind of took a physical aspect of it. So the frame of reference that I chose is sensory integration and sensations influence people's attention, alert them to various aspects of the environment and guide their interaction with objects and others. Also sensations help people experience the world around them. Sensory integration has an impact on all occupations that people participate in and also determines the effectiveness of occupational performance. For Bethany, I'll focus on her having the lack of sensory integration on her amputated side. I would also have her in, have her increase her sensation and mobility on her other side to help compensate for her affected side. So the change usually occurs through sensory input in the context of interaction with the environment. And sensory integration function allows Bethany to engage in a self-directed activities that are age appropriate for her. So for Bethany's case, it would be surfing. However, dysfunction of a sensory stem creates either an overreaction or an underreaction to any specific type of stimuli. Bethany is most likely feeling a combination of overreaction and underreaction with her new amputation, especially right after discharge and right after her surgery. She's probably feeling that both overreaction and underreaction. Um, Using sensory integration will help Bethany with increasing her sensory integration, especially with her affected side and it can also help her non-affected side because that's, that side has now, now has new responsibilities and is doing twice the work. The study I found that looked at individuals after an amputation and how the control system develops neuromuscular adaptations to regain effective postural control. The study also looked at a unilateral trans femoral amputees, and they found that the intact leg of amputees seemed to compensate for the mechanical limitations and loss of somatosensation in the prosthetic limb. And with that study, it kind of helped me guide the interventions that I would probably do with Bethany. So um, the interventions would help increase the amount of sensory input according to Bethany's changing needs. So one intervention I would work on involves um, trying out a prosthetic with her and educating her on how to use the new prosthetic. Um, another intervention is to make sure the area of the skin where the surgery occurred is completely healthy and taken care of and educating her on how to take, properly take care of that, um, that area for her. And another intervention to work on Bethany is to work on mirror therapy to help activate her sensory motor cortex areas that are responsible for the upper limb. So for mirror therapy, Bethany would just sit in front of a mirror and she would perform different movements, focusing on the healthy side and watching her reflection. I think sensory integration is great to help Bethany with her fine motor control and even her gross motor skills with only having one arm. And this frame of reference will work great for her. I also think sensory integration is a great fit, especially with a new amputee like Bethany.
1: I really liked your uh, interventions. Those were seemed very helpful for Bethany's situation. Yes. So in conclusion, um, I think using EHP and cognitive behavior will help make great assessments and interventions to meet Bethany's needs across her lifespan and her emotional needs. This will allow Bethany and the OT to truly connect and figure out what it will work best in her lifestyle. And it'll allow for her personal goals to be met. And then I think that both theories are important because it'll once again, reach those goals for those clients, motivate those clients, and reach those lifespan needs. Also emotionally and through the positive thoughts of the client will help Bethany and her sake and other clients for the OT to reach those and be successful. Um, I think that, I said those are needs. Yeah, important. I think they're important because no matter what situation, if it's good or bad, emotions will be there. So I think the OT will always need cognitive behavioral frame of reference to make sure those thoughts and emotions are on track. I do think EHP are important because it does really tie in the person, the environment, and the occupation all in one to meet those goals.
0: I really like your approach. I like how you're kind of tying in that mental health aspect and you're also really harping on that person environment occupation and the combination of those two I think fit great for Bethany especially being a 13 year old going through that traumatic experience of losing her arm and not being able to do the normal 13 year old girl things so I think that would be definitely hard for Bethany so mental health very important for her. Um, But for me, using the CMOP and sensory integration will create the best assessment and intervention to help meet Bethany's needs. They both would allow to be client-centered, which give Bethany high motivation, and they both work on exactly what Bethany needs. She needs to relearn her senses, especially with only having one healthy side, and she also wants to get back to surfing, and CMOP will create the best goal for her to do what she truly wants to do. Both theories are important to OT because they both involve having goals and motivation being centered around the client's wants and needs. CMOP really ties in person, occupation and environment and sensory integration really helps with integrating a new sensory modulation for Bethany. OTs need both CMOP and sensory integration to help focus on keeping therapy client centered and motivating the client to do what they want to do and focus on their meaningful occupations. Each theory is very different and they're all very important in the OT world because each situation is so very different and each client is so very different.
1: I completely agree. I like your meaningful occupational part. I really like how you are tying in the physical part of it like i've talked about the mental but it's just as important as the physical part especially with bethany's situation wanting to surf again and she's being so, her being so young her getting motivated into those occupation and tasks and activities that you would allow her to do i think that you have picked great ones as well so moving on to peer review do you want to start or would you like me to
0: you
1: can go for it. Um, so you've mentioned you really liked my mental aspect. Do you think that my EHP model, did I convince you that it was good? Or were there some like more gaps that I mentioned that I should have mentioned?
0: No, I think the EHP was really great. I kind of like that you were focused on the lifespan, how it focused on the lifespan, because she is only going to have one arm for the rest of her life. So it is kind of important to look in that aspect. Um, I do like how you mentioned that one gap of she is a thirteen year old girl. She's only going to focus on the now and tomorrow, yeah. so maybe that is something that you're missing from your plan of like the now and what's going to happen tomorrow. Since she is so young, she's not really focused on what she's going to do when she's thirty years old. Yeah, exactly. Um, you did it. I think I think since we know from a therapy point of like a therapist point that focusing on the lifespan is a great is a great thing for her. Okay. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Um, Do you think that my approach addressed her needs fully or were there some, I mean, I know you mentioned gaps of being present and not really so much focusing on the lifespan. Were there anything I missed or did you think I met the client's needs?
0: I think you did a great job meeting the client's needs. Um, Bethany definitely will be struggling or I'm sure she did struggle with mental health and I kind of feel like both your approaches focused on mental health and what your interventions did as well. So um, I think that would be very important for her. Um, one thing that I might tie in with your approach is she was, um, she is very faith oriented and she really loves God so maybe have a few interventions regarding her faith with God and her community and maybe some bible studies making her go out more and stuff like that
1: yeah for sure that is something that I did miss um how does my approach meet future occupational needs
0: um I kind of I feel like with yours focusing on that lifespan that really helps with her future IADLs ADLs and just her whole entire future like that mental health Um, health aspect of her journaling she can use that for the rest of her life yeah for for her life like just pretty much all of your interventions and goals that you have for her it was very lifespan oriented and I think that would be great for her future well thank you that's all I got for you (laughs) how convinced were you with my ideas of my chosen models and
1: I was very convinced I really liked the as I mentioned before the physical impact on Bethany's recovery I really liked how you were focusing on her engagement with her lifestyle and her performance. So that was her motivation, which plays a role in everything she'll do. So I really liked how you put in um, her physical activity and her motivation parts of them.
0: Thank you. Um, In your opinion, do you think I'm missing anything in my plans for Bethany? Um, I really like how you, the mirror therapy, that probably
1: is the one thing that's like one of the many things that stuck out to me the most. I really like how you would have her look at herself. So that was something that I really liked thinking about something you missed. Um, I don't necessarily think so maybe more mental. Like, I know you talked about motivating her and things, but there was nothing about like even though she's staring at herself in the mirror, are we making sure she has positive thoughts? But also like your interventions and your goals were wrapped around your CMOP model and your um, sensory integration frame of reference. So I think your interventions really, really like, were great for your two model and frame of reference. So I don't really think you were missing anything for those.
0: I get where you're coming from. I didn't really talk about um, her mental health as much as I probably would like to going forward, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I kind of, I see where you're coming from. Do you think that my approach meets the future occupational needs
1: for her? Oh, oh yes. The part where you talked about making sure that her wound is um, healthy and the way you would teach her how to like bandage it or rechange anything to make sure that it heals properly. And then to make sure that she uses her adaptive equipment for her arm properly will carry on through her whole life. Cause if she were to get infected, then that could cause more problems and maybe she'd have to get cut at the shoulder because it got infected. So yes, I think that your occupations and your interventions and stuff were great for her for her entire lifespan also you were very centered around um her religious beliefs which is great because I am assuming that she would like to carry that on through a lifespan so your interventions and your goals wrapping around her religious goals and her religious practices would also carry along throughout her lifetime her lifetime and then you also talked about surfing, so you really harped on that, which is obviously a big part of her life. So yes, I think you met all of those.
0: Perfect. Thank you for your feedback. Yeah. Um, I would just want to give a shout out to our references that I believe that we both used. Um, Soul Surfer, the novel by Bethany Hamilton, and our Applied Theories and Occupational Therapy textbook by Cole and Tofano. Yep.